Live from the Winterfell Crips, a podcast that knows something you don't know. We are not left-handed. It's Sif the Thrones. Welcome to Sift the Thrones, a six-week exploration of Game of Thrones' final season. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined by my usual Sift Pop co-host, Andrew Ormsby. Ahoy! As well as one of the creators and writers of CinemaSins, Chris Atkinson. Hey, what's up? Each week we'll chat about the latest episode theories, predictions, and whatever else is on our minds from the world of Westeros. By the way, if you enjoy what's going on here, be sure and check out our weekly pop culture podcast. Andrew and I do a podcast called Sift Pop, and uh, Chris is on the Sincast which is presented by CinemaSins, so be sure and check that stuff out. Uh, man, did you guys see this episode? <laughs> How many I times? I confession to make, I have not seen the episode. Sorry, I'm going to work my way through it. But yeah, uh, Fake it till you make it. That's uh, what you got to do. No, I mean literally. Could you see this episode? Uh, I like can... I was saying, I haven't seen this episode. I've tried yeah. to watch it twice. That's I right. have a HDR TV. Yeah. And it actually, because the first time I watched it, I watched mm-hmm. it on my phone. Um, yeah, I had a really difficult time, but, you know, high, dy- high dynamic range fixes all that. And I could really I watched focus. it on HDR TV. I couldn't see anything. Really? Yeah. Did you, did you see the... Um... The guy who did the cinematography, uh, Fabian Wagner or Fabian Wagner, I mm-hmm. don't know, said that uh, everybody's TVs were set wrong when they watched this. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> and look, I, 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 I agree that there are people out there who don't have their TV set right. Mine probably isn't set to the perfect settings, uh, but I've never had a problem before um, watching any episode even the darkest things so why was this so different now i will say this also even if everything was clear the editing itself is what also contributes to your not being able to see yes uh so i don't want to bag on anybody's work what they did on the episode i just want to say that on the final product of it where everybody is trying to come together and try to make this episode, there's too much going on and it's too dark and it's too edited to see anything. Yeah. It's unfortunate too. And I, I actually have read up on a lot of it and I think the culprit, if I'm, if I'm interpreting a lot of the articles I've read, the culprit is actually the compression that HBO does when they send it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it may have to do with how you view it. If you stream it from the app Um, if you watched it through a cable or a satellite company, like those are different Mm. bit rates, different streams, but we watched through the app and it was, I mean, the banding was awful. And do you know what I mean by banding? Like when it gets darkness and you can see the clear, there's like a blurry like Mm -hmm. outline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I think a lot of it lays at the feet of HBO um, but again, they're trying to stream this to millions of people at the same time. And so they're probably trying to strike a balance of, you know, giving you high quality stream versus giving you a stream at all. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's just I, unfortunate. I also find it hilarious, too, when there's this all this sort of backtracking and, you know, blaming other people for how their TVs mm-hmm. are and all that. Uh, when they talk about how they decide to make. When they when they just when they made the decisions to make this uh, this episode the way they did and like oh yeah it's going to be dark and it has to be dark because we're trying for realism here and you're talking about a show 
where there are a bunch of zombies <laughs> coming towards uh, a fictional place that has a god tree in the middle of it um, and dragons flying all over the place. Sure, we need realism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was, again, an unfortunate thing. It's kind of similar. That argument reminds me a lot of my old chestnut favorite which is when a movie gets bad reviews and then they're like well it's for the fans you just didn't get it it's not it's not for the critics it's for the fans hey guess what critics are fans that's where we came from um so yeah it's it's just it's a little bit of sour grapes but you know what are you gonna do i will say that there are parts of the show where that darkness element actually worked for it like i'll just throw this out the very beginning of the episode when that Dothraki horde is, you know, and all of a sudden all the lights go out and you can, can't see anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, oh, the Dothraki were finally met on an open field. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work out for them. No, 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 no. They, they got, uh, they got slaughtered. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, let's just keep, let's, let's get into it. Let's do some general episode thoughts, um, you know, beyond the technical presentation. Uh, you know, Chris, you've already talked about the editing a little bit, but what are some of you guys' general thoughts on this episode? Uh, Andrew, why don't you go first? I loved this episode. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> I really <laughs> did. Um, it hasn't. I don't think I've ever had a cinematic, whatever you want to call it, experience where it's been so stress and anxiety inducing for such a full, unabrupted period of time. Mm. Like even if you like look at you know a Mel Gibson like Hacksaw Ridge or something there's there's moments you know where you know it's really high stress and you know but there's also those elements of calmness you know in story or in character building. There's a little bit of tension relief yeah. amidst the tension, yeah. But this there's no need for any of that in this episode and it's an hour and a half of just chaos and anarchy and you just can't really sit still for this episode it's so uh, adrenaline inducing so you had a good time with it um and it owns you yeah i I love it when that happens it really did yeah when a tv show or a movie owns you and it's just like you like you're gripping your chair and you just can't move and Mm -hmm. yeah chris what are some of your general thoughts um this episode is a downer for me um i i feel like this is one of those things where they have built up an enemy so so well uh, since the first episode, the first scene of the first episode. Yep. And then they've decided that those that that enemy can be vanquished in one night. And I'll tell you something else about this editing that drives me insane. Uh, how many times do we see? Did we see? Any of our main characters just swarmed by these things. Yeah, totally. And then they cut away. And it's like, I wonder why they cut away there. Oh, is it because maybe they probably wouldn't survive what we just (laughs) saw them uh, running into? Uh, They always could. There are moments where I would have loved it had they had just kept that perspective of them looking into the night while they waited for those night walkers to show up and just watched it come into the frame mm-hmm. without without cutting about five times I believe they cut they cut they have the perspective of the blank night and then it's like 
here's an overhead shot, and that overhead shot is cool, but then it cuts back, and then it cuts another time, and then finally those hordes of Nightwalkers show up. And I'm like, if they could have just done that all in one shot, man, that's, that would have been awesome. And there's so many times that this happens. Um, so in, in all, I was very disappointed in the fact that the Nightwalkers sort of went out the way they did Easy, easy to kill, essentially, by the time this, this thing was over. Maybe not easy, quote-unquote, but... Simple. Yeah. yeah it, 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 was, it was too easy, considering what they've built these things up to be. And, I think, completely deny what the show was going for for this past season and a half. Saying, hey, let's stop worrying about who's on the Iron Throne and who's doing this and that, and let's really th- focus on us. And this is the theme of this show now to, oh, we're just going to go back to the Game of Thrones after this. Okay, sure. Why, don't, <laughs> why even put in the Night Walkers at this point? Why even put them in if they're going to be this easy to kill and you're just going to have three episodes of them trying to knock Cersei off? Well, yeah. I, have an epi- I have a theory about that. Well, we'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, I I am uh, on the same page as Chris on this one. Uh, I, was, I was very disappointed in this episode for many of the same reasons. I'm trying to separate the idea because what I, what I try not to do, which is a very human thing and we all do it, I try not to put my expectations as a need for the showrunners to fulfill, right? They've mm-hmm. got their own story to tell. Let them tell their story, even if it's not the story I thought they were telling, right? Like that's that's something I try to keep in mind. But there's a difference between that and um, undercutting your own story. You know, there's a difference between that and um, and and not leading us to the place where we think we're going. Uh, so that's I, I'm trying to balance all that stuff. Uh, I agree completely with everybody should be dead except those who are in the God's Wood. Um, I would love to see a world where how's this for a fun idea someday with a show like this? You release. Five uh, hour and a half uh, episodes, alternate takes that are alternate scenes from the same timeline. How fun would that be to have like something like where you because that's what you're you're right, Chris. What's missing is how did they serve? How in the world no, did they, Sam, so who is down on the ground with uh, at least a half a dozen you know ice zombies all over him? Um, and then it's not, it's a good 15, 20 minutes before Arya takes down the Night King since we've seen Sam buried by zombies. How is he alive? Like there's, there has, look, I, I, you know, I get uh, sick of too many ex machinas as next, you know, as much as the next guy, but something's got to happen to save him. So, uh, you know, it was, that was definitely a big part of it. Um, and you know, as far as, as far as taking out the Night King too early. Yeah. I feel like that's true. Um, yeah, because I had him winning the throne at the end. Of yeah, the we'll thing. talk about that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting because they have said since the beginning that this is not about the magical creatures. They have they I mean, right from season one, they've said things like this is about the humans. This is about human power, human greed, you know, humanity. And then the magical stuff is just kind of a side. They've said that. The problem is they haven't portrayed that. They have given us the impression through what they've put on the screen, I think, um, that this was going to be a bigger part of of the finish. And so now it's hard to see how things won't be a little bit anticlimactic. Um, so I'll be I'll be interested to see. I'm still in. I'm still going to watch the last three episodes, obviously. I'm not done. Uh, <laughs> but it it's kind of one of those things where... Yeah, I just 
I, I was ready for the Night King to be the final battle in one way or another. And you know what? Honestly, this show, maybe he is. I have a, I have a theory on that coming up, too. So Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I did have uh, two cons for this episode. Uh, One is it's too dark to see, Mm -hmm. and the other is too many people survived. Those those were my two cons for the episode. I think that is correct. Well, Uh, I mean, think about this. I mean, I I hate to harp on this. I'm sorry. When when they first get to the Godswood, and and all the guys that are set to protect Bran are, are shooting them down with arrows. Very slow weapons, by the way. They're not Legolas out there, right? Um, and, you know, and it's a yet another scene where you you see them encroaching on the Godswood, and like you see Theon shoot an arrow into one of them, but there's still like fifty coming at him, and then they cut away, and then when they come back, he's still there with all the other people who are fighting, and you're like, well, how how did you get through all that? How did you do that? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, some other moments, some other things we can talk about. Um, I thought, uh, they, they did a good job with, uh, Arya's, I'm going to call it the raptor scene from Jurassic Park where she's oh, in, the, yeah. <laughs> in the library trying to, trying to hide from the, oh, yeah. from the zombies. Um, see, that's still a stress inducing scene. It's just yeah. a different type of than what it, the episode had given us I think, before. And I, the episode does really pay a lot of attention to Arya. You know, I mean, obviously, there's a reason she is the one who saves the day at the end. Yeah. Um. But you know, her she is the only one who you feel like, oh yeah, she could be taking out all these zombies and making her way through. And yet, even she, and this is another part of the um the the show that I really did like, uh, needs help, and she gets help from two people who were on her kill list previously. And I thought that mm. was that was really interesting. I couldn't remember if Beric Dondarrion was on. I thought oh, he was. Was he? Wasn't he? Maybe I'm mistaken about that. Obviously, didn't, the didn't, Hound didn't, is. Didn't she say he was on there briefly yeah. when they were up on that castle fire? Yeah, that's or what whatever? I thought. Oh, now I remember because the Hound technically killed him. Mm-hmm. That took her off of took him off of her list, but then. Uh, what was his name? Uh, the redheaded guy with the beard who brought him back you oh, know, I for don't like know. the fifteenth time. They actually mentioned that guy's name. It's, it's something like Lanthus or something like that. Yeah, one of those type of names. So, anyways, I found that thematically uh, engaging and fulfilling. The idea that you know two people who previously she had wanted to revenge murder actually saved her, helped save her life. Um, so, and then of course she meets with, you know, Melisandre who, you know, goes through the whole speech and about closing the eyes and emphasizes the blue eyes yeah. this time, even though blue eyes were in the middle the first time she said it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> got to switch that up for emphasis. Uh, and then, you know, then it's a mad dash of for Arya, you know, to, did you guys know at that moment when she said blue eyes that Arya was taking out the Night King? I'm going to, I'm going to admit I was an idiot. Oh, really? Because w- what I thought she meant is, you know, she's just going to kill the whites. Because she's just going to mm-hmm. just mow through a whole bunch of white. She's going to close yeah. many. Not that she's literally going to close all the blue eyes. Yeah, I was. I, was, I, yeah. I felt a dumb. No, I don't feel dumb. I mean, that's you're supposed to wonder. Um, I just as for me watching, I was like, oh, OK, Arya's going to be the one to take him out. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was still banking on him actually winning. Yeah, you were. Yeah. <laughs> Not even from, you know, a, a betting or game standpoint. It's right, right. more about, you know, from an actual plot story device. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to win. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, any other moments or uh, things in the episode, episode thoughts you want to get into? Oh, I got a whole list of episode moments. Well, we'll, we'll get to our favorite moments uh, of the week here when we do Game of Awards. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, here's here's my one other major issue with this episode. <laughs> and it is a major one. Major, major. And it happens, I'm going to say half a dozen times. Okay. Why do people wait in this world to do things? Why? I have a feeling I know the exact moment you're talking about. I'm talking about several moments. Is it whenever all the White Walkers are like waiting behind the fiery pit and nobody's shooting arrows at them? Sure, throw that one in, but I wasn't even thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about the Night King waiting to kill Bran, just standing Mm -hmm. there and then walking slowly and then slowly reaching for his sword. The Night King doesn't run. (laughs) Okay, fine. I'm talking about Jon Snow waiting to attack the night king like he is he's running and then he, oh the night my king gosh. the night king raises his hands he knows what's going on he's seen yeah. this trick before why are you standing there oh <laughs> john would be laughed out of the combine his 40 time is atrocious um well not only that wasn't he way closer than the show was trying to say that he was <laughs> he kind of reminds me of that scene in monty python the holy grail you know where he keeps running and then he goes back and he starts running hey daenerys (laughs) daenerys swoops in with her dragon saves john why does she sit there she just sits there go yeah i mean it's just time after time after time characters in crucial moments just like letting stuff happen and yeah. I just it was it was one of the most annoying parts of the battle for me I'm, is I just it just kept happening. I'm, I've got two other things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you were t- you you briefly mentioned the ex machina thing. This is one thing that I've never understood about huge battles with swarms of enemies. Uh, how someone tears themselves away from that swarm that they have to fight. And they're like, oh, no, major character's about to die. I'm going to go save them. <laughs> and they ha- this happened a good five or six times, if not more, Yeah. in in the episode. I've never understood that. There's a point where they're, they're, apparently they have nothing to do, and then they just go over and save somebody uh, at their own peril. Yeah. Um, so I didn't understand that. The other thing is... The you know they built up this uh, you know safe crypt uh, and we all knew that there <laughs> oh, was yeah. going to there was going to be a thing about that and then and then it turned into one of the biggest nothing burgers mm-hmm. ever yeah I mean yeah maybe maybe one person running around like for whatever reason out in the open mm-hmm. got killed in that scene but everybody else was just kind of hiding in that little corridor. And uh, and and nothing really happened from that at all. No, you just so. got the moment. You just got the Tyrion and Sansa moment where they kind of got to reconnect. And I thought yeah. they were going to kill themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. That was intentional. I think we were supposed to wonder if they were doing suicide pact or if they were going to do hero pact. Yeah. You know, is Ned buried down there? Mm-hmm. That's really disappointing. Then that they didn't that we didn't have, see Ned. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a great moment for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, did you have anything else that you wanted? You said you had a couple things, so I didn't want to cut you off. Oh, no, those were the two things. Okay. Uh, the other thing I'm going to talk about is where my theory comes in. There is a part of this show that is either another huge disappointment from this battle, or there's more to be told, and that is Bran's warging. 
Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Is that, that your theory was, too? That was my yeah, theory. something else is happening there. Some because he works for a good 10, 15 minutes. So or way more, yeah, longer way longer than, than I'm sorry. Yeah, the entire episode. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, much the entire episode. Yeah, he is warging, and all we see is him in some ravens, and we see the Night King reach out to him. Yeah. Right. That's all. No, we that's see. not what the Night King's doing. Reaching out. What? Tell me what you interpreted. The Night King is telling his army, "Hey, just go lay down on the fire, so the rest of them can run across." Okay, but well, we see the Night King make a a gesture. Yeah, it looks like a gesture to the camera or to the bird at that moment. Yeah. Um, at least in my mind, maybe I misinterpreted. It was a little bit dark. I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I there is either. There is. We are going to see what Bran was actually doing while he was warging in one of the next couple ep- episodes, or that's another huge nothing burger. Like that. Like I cannot fathom that there's not something else going on there, and that's why I think maybe we haven't seen the last of the Night King because maybe again Bran and the Night King have an understanding or an agreement about something in. Maybe it's cyclical and circular and Bran does become the Night King and we find out at the very end, like the last thing is, you know, Bran's alive, but we see that he's going to become the Night King or something like that. I don't know. Here's what I was thinking was happening. I think that Bran knew the outcome for the long night already. So what he was doing is he was checking out stuff for the coming battle at King's Landing. I think he warged those ravens and he flew off to go check on something else. Hmm. I don't know. There's got to. What do you think, Chris? There's got to be something else there, right? Man, yeah, I thought so. I, I've seen it twice, and and the only thing that I can think of is either what you guys are saying is right, and he's got some other plan involved, or he was just simply checking where the Night King was the entire time, just to just to know. <laughs> Man, that nanny camming. Yeah, the that's Night King. so disappointing if that's the case. <laughs> because, because, yes, exactly. It is disappointing. I hate to come up with a, a, a theory that just isn't satisfying <laughs> at all, but the way this show's going right now, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but they do very much not tell us anything about that. Right. So there is hope there that that's going to be something. But, you know, the, the only, the, at the point that he wargs into that raven and then and then and he goes all the way to the night king to all the way to the point where the night king finally reaches the god's wood that's when he stops and mm. uh and so it it's either like the most uh convenient time of warging he's ever had uh like going to check on other things quote unquote or he was just sitting there, you know, I, I've got to be able to know when to tell Theon he's a good man. So, um, you know, so <laughs> yeah. once the once he gets here, I can tell him that that, that great line. Points. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, this this show had a lot of disappointing moments for me. Uh, another random ghost sighting, uh, you know, the dire wolf just running into battle. But then we don't know anything. We disappears. Don't, just completely disappears. We have no idea if he survived, if he attacked well, anything. Or... They show like uh, next time on Game of Thrones. Well, I don't watch that, but I know. But you saw a little ghost in there. See. All right. Well, that's encouraging. Did you see any of the dragons? Because I still don't even know if they're all alive or. We, we know Drogon's alive. Do we? Yeah, because whenever uh, uh, Jorah is dying in Daenerys's arms, mm-hmm. remember Drogon flies down in like circles around. Oh yeah, but I didn't know if he was flying down to die. Like I mean, he was covered by. How many of those, you know, White Walkers? Yeah. Well, he he uh, shook them off. Yeah, he of he Taylor Swifted them. 
Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Ra- oh, yeah. what about Rhaegal? See, Rhaegal, I don't know if Rhaegal is dead or not because the ice dragon messed him up pretty good and uh he crash landed, but I don't know if he's just, you know, chilling and tending to his wounds. And again, that's not that's something I couldn't quite tell what was going on. I think the ice dragon got his neck's neck chomped. And so that's why he was having trouble with his fire at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Drogon flew down and, like, bit his throat out yeah. and, like, half of yeah. his jaw at the and bottom. And so he couldn't, like, control his fire in the same way and kept, like, spurting fire out of his neck. And Yeah. I don't know. That was interesting. It was but cool. It was just kind of hard to tell what was going on. <laughs> Did you guys like anything about this episode? <laughs> well, I already mentioned I like some of the thematic stuff. I like how Arya, you know, was saved by two people that were on her revenge list. Um, I did like the Sansa interior. All the non-battle stuff <laughs> I was kind of on board for. It was funny. I was I was longing for the last two episodes where people just talked. I was like, I like that better. Oh, mm. man, not mm. me. I was so glad those were done. Yeah. Yeah. The Mormonts went out like bosses, though, this episode. Yeah, the poor Mormont family is done. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. the entire line is gone now. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Liana, I think so. Liana went out. Like a total boss. Well, and you know that's one of those situations where the writers were not originally envisioning that for her, but everybody loved her so much that they were like, okay, we've got to do something with her that's big. Let's, you know, kill her <laughs> off in this way. So, yeah. Um, here's here's one of my favorite theories uh, from a friend. Um, Tormund, giant Spain, killed a giant. Liana killed a giant. And we know Tormund likes to talk about how he's had sexual congress with a bear, and the Mormont name is actually the Bear Clan. Ooh, yeah. What if Liana is Tormund's daughter? No. Oh. I was just, I was just, just throwing well, that out there. Well, because Tormund's never gone beyond the southern part of the wall until yeah. now. Look at look at you just raining all over my and, my fun unless, little parade. Unless one of the Mormonts uh, went up. Uh, Liana's mom. <laughs> That's right. She went on a little mm-hmm. vacation north of the wall. Got yeah, a little yeah. giant Spain. Uh-huh. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. All about it. <laughs> All right. Anything and, else before we rate the episode? Any other general thoughts? Well, like, we didn't even talk about any of the people who'd actually died in this episode. Yeah. I mean, we can we can talk about that now. Uh, it'll come up again, obviously, in the, the game of predictions. Um, yeah. But uh, we lost six people in this episode. Uh, I so got seven. We are down to, well, six uh, that were on our um, persons of interest. So uh, we should be down to 24. And if I forgot one, that's cool. You can you can let me know. Sure. Um, but according to my list, we lost uh, Theon. Mm-hmm. We lost points. We lost Jora, which yep. is points for Chris. We lost Melisandre, um, which that was interesting. Like she basically just shows up, does her thing, and then chooses to throw the necklace off and die. I think that it's kind of like a her watch has ended her purpose has served kind of like what she said for uh, Beric Dondarrion whenever he died mm-hmm. by the way Beric Dondarrion died um mm-hmm. it's like his purpose was served like she knew this is what the lord of light actually had planned for her mm-hmm. and nothing else beyond that so so Theon Jora Melisandre Beric uh the night king and Lyanna are the six that I had Ed well it isn't wasn't on our persons of interest I think he's interesting. Or was well, no, 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 no. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but as you. they were laid out at the beginning yeah. of our, we couldn't have picked him on our death team because yeah. he wasn't in the in the it's list. Very true. Yeah, in the list. Uh, so we are now down to twenty four in our persons of interest. Um, I don't know. I, it just really seems like more people should have died. I can't A lot be- of people. I can't believe died. Brienne is still alive. 
I, I can't believe Grey Worm is still alive. Oh my gosh. I was so mad that Grey Worm lived because the episode before, episode two, they set up his death so good. He's he actually make, he's actually gonna get to go to the beach, he's man. He's actually gonna yep. get to go to um Tiwatneho. Yeah, he's gonna Masada. sail out yep. on the SS forever. Live yeah. forever. Uh yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Um ready for episode ratings? Yeah. All right. Um I'll start it off. I'm going with B minus. B minus for this episode. Uh, Chris, what are you doing? Uh, I also am going to go B minus. The one thing that you can say about this episode, uh, despite uh, the negatives, is that it's still a fast moving hour and a half mm. television. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I looked down, uh, the first time I looked down at the time, 30 minutes had gone by. And I was like, wow, so little has happened, but I am engrossed. Mm-hmm. So. You know, other than the technical things and and the uh, you know the fact that I felt like the White Walkers went out a bit too quickly and everything, at least it moved fast and uh, you know had some crowd pleasing moments in it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Where do you where are you landing with this one, Andrew? Hey, I can't give it an A plus because it was too dark and too many people lived. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Andrew's cheerleader for this episode. Battle of Winterfell. Sisboomba. Sis <laughs> All right, let's move on to the game of awards. Uh, we'll start with the moment of the week. Um, Andrew, I'm going to let you do the first nomination since you love this uh, episode. I got two, but the one I'm actually going to nominate is the Night King raising the dead. Okay. Yeah. B- big kind of moment there. Chris, you got any nominations? I mean, the Arya kills the Night the King. The drop. That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's... It's odd. I bring this up, and I, I don't even like this scene, really. Um, I, I like the fact that Arya does it, and I like the fact that they foreshadowed it with, you know, how did she, you know, there was that episode earlier where she sees John in the Godswood mm-hmm. and says, how did you sneak up on me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Bran gives her the dagger that ends up being the, the murder weapon, essentially. Um, but I'm sitting there thinking, you know, She's done this great job sneaking up on the Night King. And what is she doing as she jumps towards Screaming. <laughs> Screaming. What is that? Com- what is that? What is that? Stop. Just stop. Maybe she wanted uh, to be caught by the throat. She was planning the hand switch all along. Oh, was- <laughs> come on. Uh, come okay. on. This sounds stupid, but I actually thought this is what was going to happen. I thought that... Uh, the scene right before she jumps in the air, we see uh, one of his like lieutenants like look over to the side. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to walk up to the Night King, pull the face off, and then it was going to be Arya, and then stabbing him. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. No. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. I don't know. She's go- at some point. She's going to do another face-off moment, right? Like another Mission Impossible mask pull. Like that's got to happen at least once more. Another Travolta Nick Cage moment. Yeah, something's yeah. got to happen. Uh, I'll nominate the lighting of the swords. Uh, I thought that was pretty impressive when mm-hmm. Melisandre showed up and lit all the Dothraki swords, and the way they lit across mm-hmm. that entire field. Um, yeah, I think that that combined with them going out. I was about to say, I think I would moment. prefer the lights going out. But yeah, that whole scene in general, just because it sets up the, uh, the you know, the vibe for the entire episode. Like, oh, we haven't, we haven't even talked about the battle strategy. Like, I don't understand why the dragons weren't used more. I, I don't know. It was Do weird. In the Immediately. Epi- yeah. Well, in the episode prior, during their whole planning thing, they said that they wanted the dragons... 
not in the battle because in case the Night King like snuck in to Bran, mm-hmm. they would be ready to jump in and pounce. Yeah, I'm just saying they're wrong. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. I'm hey. just saying you well, gotta it use wouldn't what have you mattered got. anyway because Dracarys did nothing to the Night King. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's another n- nomination. Oh, Chris hasn't nominated anything yet. So. Yeah, he did. He nominated the final kill. Okay. Um, any other nominations? This, I mean, I really didn't have a lot other than those that I was really even thinking about as far as big moments. Those are yeah. the two I want to nominate. So yeah. All right, I, I vote for the final kill. I think that that's fair. That's probably the moment of the week. Yeah. Um, it's a sweet move. I love that she dropped it to the other hand and and used the other hand. You know, pull, pulled, yeah. pulled the Michael Jordan. You know, up with the right hand, switch it to the left, make the left-handed layup. Kobe. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, all right. You want to move on to uh, let's see line of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of these either. Not a lot of not really not a lot of dialogue going on here. Really, I had a one I felt was fairly obvious. Well, sure. There, I think there are there are a few. I actually have four that we can talk about. That, no. um, yeah. Go ahead, Andrew. What, what do you got? What do we say to the god of death? Not today. Yeah. Hey, uh, particularly, that was in such a. It was in an earlier episode. Yeah, though. but that's why I liked it. It's a callback. I like the callback. Yeah. Can we not do callbacks? We can do callbacks. Sure. There's, there, sure. there's another callback in this episode that also was good. Sticking with the pointy end um, yeah. was was another uh, piece of dialogue that I that I thought was pretty good. Um, Chris, what are what are some uh, lines you heard? I don't know if you want to consider this a line more than a sequence, but uh, where uh, Tyrion is down in the crypt and says one of us could come up, go up there and see something that the others can't, or and and then, of course, they're like, well, you'd be dead. And he says, well, what about Blackwater? If I didn't do this and that and every, the other thing, we would have lost that. And then somebody else says something snide, like Varys or something. Mm-hmm. And he said, but, but Tyrion's like, and it worked, you know, or something <laughs> like that, of that, of that, you know, uh-huh. of that nature. And I, I don't have the whole thing memorized, sure. but uh, it's that, that, that set of dialogue there I really liked. Um, and then, uh, the hound saying, uh, we can't fight the fight against death and Barrick saying, tell that to her. I love that line. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I, I like that one. Um, the only other one I have is the Theon stuff. Theon, you're a good man or, uh, everything you did brought you to where you are now home. Um, you know, those I'm, were meant to be emotional, but they didn't hit, you know, like a home run for me or anything. And a line that I just kind of liked i don't know what you guys felt about it if you just forgot about it but uh the whenever it's uh Tyrion and uh who who else was down there with sansa him? sansa yeah they're talking and she says uh it would never work between us because of your allegiance to the dragon queen and then masandi speaks up and says yeah if it wasn't for the dragon queen you would all be dead or mm-hmm. something like that i'm like oh she's throwing shade in well it is important to remember that throughout this end of the world scenario sansa is still throwing shade at daenerys like the, yeah. they are yeah. they are still telling us that this is this is going to be the next big battle i i wonder if we are dealing with a situation where they actually take out cersei before the last episode, but then the final episodes are actually Daenerys versus Jon. See, that's my theory now. Yeah. It, uh, since the Night King died in this episode, I think it's uh, pretty much setting it up for uh, Daenerys turning heel. And uh, mm-hmm. like they'll kill Cersei, and then the next two episodes is going to be Jon versus Daenerys. 
Yeah. That is something that the uh, next episode uh, is, is seems to be indicating in some way that Daenerys might be on this uh, King's Landing march on her own, essentially. Because you don't see John in any of these scenes where you see Daenerys talking to her people mm. and saying, hey, let's go. Now, he could just be off to the side somewhere or whatever, but I, I just I noticed there was a lack of John in these scenes that they're showing for the next episode. Hmm. Uh, but I agree with you guys. I do think that's what's going to happen. I and, and you know I obviously wrongfully predicted that she would just leave this battle and uh, and go and do that while this was happening. And but there was a point I thought it might happen, especially when Jorah shows up. And is is taking her away. I thought mm-hmm. at one point. I thought that was like you know this is this is a battle that's unwinnable. I was still, I was still giving this uh, this show the benefit of the doubt on the Nightwalkers that this wasn't going to be the last episode. Well, again, we may it may you know who knows see him again. Uh, but uh, but I thought that he was like this is unwinnable. Let's get you out of here, and you know that she would have abandoned it, but. Uh, but yeah, now the next episode seems to be that's what it's all about uh, is is getting that throne. And I guess more people are going to have to learn about this Aegon Tar- Targaryen thing uh, for there to be controversy about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's going to have to come um, out somehow. And there's there's going to have to be something like that. And plus, the other thing, I wonder how many people, since the whole Jamie and Cersei thing, people were like, you know, uh, the whole incest thing, if that ever got out, which is it's the most, uh, you know, it's the most not secret thing in all of <laughs> Westeros right now. Yeah. But if that ever got out, you know, then she would not be, they wouldn't be able to hold the throne. They wouldn't be fit for it. I wonder if, if people would be like, well, yeah, even though they didn't know, they still incested each other. So, <laughs> you know, uh, is, is there going to be some other sort of, uh, uh, you know, I, I guess, uh, negative feedback to even John taking the throne. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know. Yeah, it can be interesting. Um I you know, I, I wonder if Cer- I mean Cersei is setting up Euron to be the father of her child that is Jamie's. You know, like she she has that out. She set up, you know, Euron to be that. Um I wonder if that sends Jamie over the final edge to kill her, you know, or something like that. But I don't know. Um okay. Uh, I think I actually like uh, the uh, the line that Chris uh, brought up the, the tell best. that to her. Yeah, tell that to her. I think I, that's I my agree. line of the week. I, mm-hmm. I'll agree with that too. Yeah. Yeah, tell that to her. There you go. There's your line of the week for episode three, and finally, character of the week. Um, I mean, it's it's either somebody who sacrificed their life or Arya, right? Like, not mm-hmm. gonna lie, I'm I'm <laughs> voting for the Night King. Oh, is the character of the week? The character of the week. Yeah. He's kind of weak. You no. know what I mean? Like, I'll think of, like, what did he do? Well, he stood in dragon fire, which I predicted would not hurt him. <laughs> Just means he's a Targaryen. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's what it means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. What if that actually is right? What if he, the Night King actually was a Targaryen? That'd be weird. That'd be cool. Yeah, it would. Um, but no, he did a lot of cool stuff this episode, I thought. Agree to disagree, sir. Fine. You're wrong. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think I would vote for Arya. She would be the. Uh, she's the obvious choice. It's kind of her episode, yeah. In a lot of ways, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I can't possibly pick other than Arya here. I don't think. I mean, but you if can, you want me to, 
if you want me to come up with another person. You could say Liana because she went out like a boss. That's what I was going to say. The only other way you could go is Jorah or Liana, yeah. you know. Um, but <laughs> but that's another kind of disappointing thing. Of the, I mean, Liana is pretty is pretty cool. But the, the Jorah thing is kind of disappointing, too, because, yeah, he, he kind of saves Daenerys and sacrifices his life for her. Yeah. But it's kind of a weak sacrifice. Like, there wasn't a lot to it. I don't know. Maybe I'm asking too much. I saw the funniest headline about Jorah's death, and it was blue balls beat blue eyes every time. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. couldn't tell you how long I laughed, because uh, I'm still laughing about it. I heard I heard somebody say, would it, have been, would it have been cruel if while he's laying there dying, she said, oh, if you'd have only asked me, I would have been with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god uh all right there you go uh i guess that means it's aria two versus one sorry about that andrew uh, she was my uh, runner up runner up and i had a feeling that she was going to be somebody so i just had to throw out the night yeah. king so no that's cool all right on to the game of predictions we're going to check in on our predictions and we got some points to award finally uh and detract uh oh, yeah so we've got uh, a death from Jorah's four points for chris uh we've got a death from theon which is four points for andrew uh those points again based on the episode that it happens so the earlier it happens the more points you get um so that's how that works uh but also chris loses a point because liana mormont goes down and was on his thrones boom, boom, team boom, boom. <laughs> Uh, Andrew loses a point because the Night King was on his Thrones team <sighs> and goes down. So that's a negative point. Uh, if you look at the question, will we see the bridge being used? Yes, we did see the bridge being used. Did I vote barely? Yes? Just barely. I Everything within me was like, uh, I don't think that counts. But, but you we, knew I was going to bring it yeah, up. Yeah, like. well, and, you know, literally it counts. So fine. Yeah. Uh, I was the only one who said no anyway. So you two get a point for that. Finally. Um, so with all of that said, uh, that means that you each gain four points this week. So the totals right now are Andrew with, uh, or sorry, Chris with five, Andrew with four and me with two. So there at the bottom, shall I stay for the rest of the season? Uh, this also means you have, uh, replacements to make. So have you guys been thinking about who you want to put on your Thrones team? And yeah. Um, should we pick a number for who gets to to pick first, and we'll kind of go snake again because you both have two things to pick. I'll let Chris go because he is definitely not going to pick my throne team. All right. Oh, okay. Um, um, Chris, who do you want to replace Liana Mormont with? Uh, let's go Arya Stark. Even though I have no no ambition that that's going to work. Um, but let's just go with her. I think I think that's I think that's the best choice on the board. I really do. Uh, Andrew, who are you going to replace with your thrones? Uh, I'm just nominating somebody I want on the throne. There's not a uh, snowball's chance that they're ever going to be on the uh -huh. throne. I want Davos on the throne. Nice. <laughs> I just love that guy. All right. Uh, so Andrew has Davos uh, on the throne. Andrew, you get to pick first then for your death replacement. Who's going to die? Bran. All right. Bran. And then, Chris, who would you like to replace? Wait, did I say I meant Braun? Oh, because those are two very different people. Those are people. two very different people, yeah. So Braun is who you're going with? Yeah. Okay. All right. And The one that's not in the chair. And, Chris, who do you want to replace on your death team? We're going to have to go down the list again. Sure, no problem. Uh, here is the list. Uh, again, there's 24 left. Um 
Although I'm not, I don't have listed here who's taken. Let, let's look at who's taken first so that we have that in our brains. Uh, let's see. You've got Jamie and Varys still on your team, uh, Chris. Andrew, you've got the Mountain, the Mountain, Bronn, and Grey Worm on your team. Grey Worm should be dead. I've got Euron, Cersei, and Yara Greyjoy, who we're never going to see again. So that's wonderful uh, on my team, and that's who's taken. So um, let me see. Just making sure. Okay. So uh, it looks like Tyrion's available. Um. Is Daenerys? Of, I think Daenerys is available. Um, Man, that's not actually not a bad pick. John's available. Uh, Sansa's available. Bran's available. Arya's available. Like all the main characters are available. Um, I shouldn't say all of them, but because um, Jamie's gone and Cersei's gone. Uh, Samuel Tarley's available. Varys is available. Brienne's available. Um, Davos is available. The Hound, um, not the Mountain. The Mountain is taken. Bronze taken. Euron's taken. Tormund Giantsbane is available. Still alive somehow. Uh, Gendry is available. Um, Yara's taken. Grey Worm's taken. Masandi is available. Daria is available. Uh, Yakin is available. And Podrick is available. Okay. I think I'm going to go with the Hound here. That's All a right. good choice. All right. Mm. So the hound is now on Chris's death squad. Especially since there's a possibility that Andrew will get what he wants and there'll be a Clegane ball. Oh, <laughs> as soon as I saw that the hound lived, I'm like, okay, it's pretty much confirmed. Clegane ball is happening now. So that brings us to our question for next week. Uh, that question is, will Clegane ball happen in episode four? Is it going to happen this next <sighs> episode? Such a, you... <laughs> you and your questions. Okay, I'm going to let Aaron off the hook. This is actually a question I came up with. Yeah, yeah, he brought it to me. Um, oh. I think it's a great one, though, because I think we can all be pretty certain it's going to happen, but is it going to happen this episode? Mm, I'm, I'm, going sure. with, I'm going with no. All right, Andrew's going with no. Um, I'm going to go with no. What are you going to say, Chris? Uh, I'm going to go with yes, because you guys both went with no. <laughs> I think that's a good strategy right uh -huh. there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, we we will see if uh, the Kaglane brothers duke it out um, this next episode. Just to be clear, what has to happen for it to constitute Kaglane Bowl? <laughs> they just have to fight, right? Yeah, that's it. Nobody has to kill anybody or anything. They have to have a moment of aggressive Sword. confrontation yeah. with attempt to harm each other. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. And well, here's here's a bonus question. Sure. And, and you guys can answer this without having to commit as to whether it'll happen on this episode or not. Maybe we just wait until it happens. Will they Rocky three it? <laughs> <laughs> like at the very end like they're throwing punches and then they just stop and go to credits. Yes. Or will they do uh, the uh, they'll, they, they'll both wipe each other out in the battle mm. or will one of them win um i i think i think the hound's gonna take them out now i think he's gonna do it with fire Ooh, that's yeah that's my prediction anybody else man that's so smart aaron you're so smart <laughs> well i always think of things in story terms you know what i mean like what's the most satisfying kind of story resolution oh no, yeah you're totally right well, he but, kind of kind of overcame his fear of fire in this past episode. Mm -hmm, Whenever he bit. saw Arya, he's like totally forgot about his fear of fire and just jumped right in the mm -hmm. burning building. Mm -hmm. Any, I mean, mm -hmm. any other thought? Do you think it's going to be 
like a definitive answer at least? I I think so. I think the Hound will win that. They've set that up forever. Um, the, from that that very episode where the mountain is first is introduced during that jousting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tell that story. They've been telling that for you know that whole thing has been set up for a long, long, long time. So I I, I agree. I think the Hound once once this happens will win it. The question for me is whether he'll survive it. And um, I get the sense that even if he wins it, he's going to f- somehow find a way to have like mortal wounds from it. Let's see, that's what I was going to say. I didn't know how I would come down on that. I think that the hound will kill the mountain if the mountain can die. Um, but he will be wounded in a way that he will die later on from think, that battle. I think he's going to live. I, I think he's going to. I think we've gotten. S- enough redemption on him that that he will live but i mean thrones can do anything it wants to obviously it it always does um i just wonder if it will mirror either the jousting incident or the oberon incident like if if we'll have a situation where the mountain has the upper hand but gets arrogant and and the hound takes advantage of it like the oberon situation Mm -hmm. or you know some way mirror the the jousting where he kneels Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah, I think I I think they will probably mirror something with however that goes down. Yeah. But, but yeah. All right. That's a good question. I like that. Um so stock up, stock down. You feeling good about any of your picks or worse or better about any of your picks? <laughs> I was feeling good about Grey Worm, but I don't what do you think? You think he's I mean, is he gonna sail off on the SS Live Forever? Yeah. Him and Masandi and T Watneho. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I still think he may go out. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, stock I'm, way up on Theon. <laughs> well, yeah, you already got those points, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I uh, think you've got. Looking at your death team, Andrew, since we're we're focused there, I think you'll get some points for the mountain. Um, there's no way the mountain survives this. Yeah, I, I think you'll grab some points there. I'm not sure what episode. Braun, uh, either Braun is going to. I think Braun will die by Jamie's hand. I think Jamie's going to kill Braun. Here's here's what I think, and and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not afraid of being wrong because I've been wrong a lot before, but I think he's not going to go through with it. He's been a sell sword all his life. I don't think he's actually going to do it. He's gonna he's gonna turn on Cersei. So yeah. you think he's gonna shoot her with the crossbow? I don't think he's gonna be. I don't think he's gonna kill her. I just think that he's just not gonna do it. He's gonna either purposely miss, or he's going to just be like, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Or, I mean, re- remember where he was when he got that 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 new assignment? He was like having fun with you know three lovely ladies, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's. He, you know, and he was uh, supposed to have all this land and title and all that. I don't know what's happened to that over the past few seasons, but um, he might be tired of all that. Yeah, he's also going to know that they've still got dragons on their side, and he's probably going to want to go with them. You know, even this... though he almost killed one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, on my death team, I'm still feeling pretty good that Euron and Cersei are going to go. Um, I, you know, I, I could be wrong about that. You're on, especially, I still feel good about it. I don't necessarily feel any better about it. It's not like any of them were in this episode. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how soon Yara I'm is, I don't know if my stock could go any lower on that. I just, I don't even know that we'll see her again. So, um, but yeah, no, and, I actually think we'll see her again. 
I have a feeling like uh, during the Battle of King's Landing, like they'll be like, oh, they can't get past the wall, but then they forgot about, you know, behind them in the ocean. That's a possibility. Yeah, it's certainly a possibility. Chris, you've With got... the A-team theme playing. Uh, you've got Jamie. How are you feeling about Jamie dying? Stock down. Yeah. I, he, after this episode where he should have died about 10 times. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any, you know, hope that he's going to not survive, I guess. Um, and, uh, who else do I have? Varus. The, oh, Varus. Yeah. I don't have, I think stock down on him too. Um, there's, a there's something about that character that is just enduring. Like he can survive anything. Uh, he's, uh, he, I wouldn't call him a cockroach, but he is kind of like a cockroach mm-hmm. in, in the fact that I think that he can survive any situation. I think that he's been sent to the side, like he's a back character now that you see walking around in the background. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't see that he has much of a, uh, a role to play if any at all, for the rest of any three episodes. Well, I thought he would have a, a storyline with um, Misandra, um, Melisandra, excuse me. Oh, that's uh, not going to pan out. No, not at all. Because Well, because his big thing in the story has always magic. been about how he hates magic. So, and that may still come up at some point. I don't know. I mean, is the magic, is the magic part of the show totally over? Do we think that? No. Because there's still mm. uh, followers of the Lord of Light. Like that other... Uh, Red Lady, uh, the other witch, who uh, really freaked him out with him and uh, Tyrion whenever they were mm-hmm. on the other coast. But as, but as far as our main connection to the world of magic, it's just Bran at this point, right? Just the Three-Eyed Raven is really the only mystical major player if, we if have. If you want to count the dragons as a mystical, but there's eh. not magical element to him. Right. Uh, the mountain is a zombie. Yeah, I guess that's true. He's technically the only zombie now. I got the idea that the mountain was like weird science, though. Weird science. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, um, I didn't really I, think of him as magic. I'm wondering if this show has forgotten about that other wit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm laughing more about the weird science. You know, yeah. I, I thought about the movie, and I'm like, that would be a totally different movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, as far as thrones go, uh, I still love that I have both John and Daenerys. I really think one of them is going to end up on the throne. And there's possibility they both do, and then I get points for both of them. Like, yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about that one-two punch. Um, Tyrion, I don't know. He's just kind of a, a wild card, just in case. Um, how are you feeling about your no-one pick right now, Andrew? I'm still feeling pretty good about okay. it. I am. So what does that look like? If no one is ruling in King's Landing, how does that happen from this point? No, I think there's going to be somebody ruling. I think the physical throne will be destroyed. Well, that doesn't, that's not what we're talking. Maybe we need to have a clarification. Okay. Here. I think that uh, Westeros is going to be split up into like seven different uh-huh. things. I, and and, I've, and here's, here's, what I've, here's what I've read uh, before. If the kingdom is divided, you will receive points for who rules King's Landing. That's that was the 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 rule. I feel bad if you didn't quite understand that, but I thought when you said no one, you meant no one was going to be in charge. No, no. I think I thought we were talking about who is because we said who is going to sit on the throne. That was the question. Um, I don't know that I've said that. I'll stick with it. 
You don't have to. Nah. Th- throne picks you can change, remember? So yeah. if you want to change it, you can swap it out. I just I feel bad that there was a little bit of a misunderstanding there. Yeah. Um I'm good. Um so you still want to keep no one? Yeah, uh, King's Landing is going to be obliterated now. That's my theory. <laughs> I think the dragons are just going to melt the city to its core. All right. Fair enough. That that's a, that's a possibility. It's not. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, in all honesty, you can you can pick somebody else to go on there, so just let me know if you if you want to do that. No, because I made a whole deal about actually adding no one to the list, so I'm just going to yeah. stick to it. All right, fair I'm enough. I'm stubborn that way. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, how are you feeling about your Thrones pick, Chris? Do you uh, you feeling any stock up or stock down? Um, I, I mean, I think I think Sansa, as long as as long as she is what I would consider to be third in line mm-hmm. on all of this. Uh, she, I, I feel good about her being there. Um, I, I agree with you. I think that Sansa pick is a good pick. Uh, that could very well happen. They really are setting her up to be very smart, very capable. Um, and that would be kind of the, the one last surprise kind of thing. Um, the way the show is going with, where it's just kind of like, let's end already and let's like not throw any more surprises out there and all that. My stock's down on Cersei. Um, because it, it feels like her days might be numbered. Um, and so, um, I mean, it would be, I I still think it would be an awesome way for that show to exit, but, uh, it doesn't seem to be headed that way Right. right now. Yeah. But, uh, we don't know what she's been plotting this whole time. She's very happy about this battle that's happened in Winterfell, no matter what has happened. So she's got something along the lines not maybe not wildfire blowing up everything in the world like the last time but something like that i think and and kyburn has been probably making all sorts of devices remember also uh, we saw it in action during that one battle with the dragons he had that uh that dragon slayer bow Mm -hmm. thing oh yeah the giant harpoon thing yeah, that little harpoon thing, and uh, and it it missed. Uh, well, I guess it didn't. It glance it a little. No, bit? No, it hurt Drogon, but yeah. it just didn't kill um, him. You know, he, they're not worried about dragons. After the dragons are gone, then then it's just you know a bunch of people fighting, and they have they have the advantage, the defensive advantage. No one has ever. Of course, we knew this from Blackwater. No one has ever successfully uh, attacked King's Landing. Yeah, and and won, and uh, and if they can, if they have the the ability to knock dragons out of the sky, um, you know, it it very very well could be setting up for her. But I I I think stock down on her. You know, it's a part of the new intro. You know, there's a section in the new intro where it goes over a crossbow and then heads to the head of a dragon. Um, oh yeah. So I don't know. That still could be. That could be. That could be, uh, what's, what's the opposite? reference? I was going to say, what's the opposite of foreshadowing <laughs> post shadowing? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. A memory. <laughs> um, it could, yeah, it could be something from the past, but it also could be foreshadowing something in the future. So we don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, all right. So that's where we land on the game of predictions. Uh, Chris has taken the lead. We'll see what happens this week. Uh, on to your questions. Uh, thank you for sending those in. Again, anybody who sends in a question uh, is entered that's uh, used on the show 
is entered to possibly win the uh, Daenerys Targaryen bust that we have. It's a $99 value. We're excited to give it away to somebody. Um, so if you want to be in on that drawing, send a question to feedback at sifpop.com. And if we use it, you'll get entered into that drawing. Uh, this one's from Theo, not Theon, by the way, just, just so we're clear. Mm-hmm. Theo. Uh, hi, Aaron, Andrew, and Chris. This is Theo from Minneapolis. Uh, Sif Pop, Sincast, and now Sif the Thrones are all weekly listens for me. You guys have the best on the interwebs. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Uh, The MCU-related top five on Sif Pop this past episode got me thinking, what do you guys think are the top five Game of Thrones performances from the entire series? So we're going to do top five performances for... This will be our only question this week because this is going to take up a little bit more of a time. So we'll go number five to number one, and we'll work our way uh, around. Um, I'll kick us off. Trump rules? Um, we can do Trump rules. Sure. Okay. Um, Chris, do you know Trump rules? Uh, if you have something higher than something that's mentioned, you can just say Trump and we'll wait till the highest person who has it, uh, mentions it to talk about it. Uh, yeah, I've done this before. Um, so you're, you're saying if someone says, uh, uh, X actor at number five and I have them at four three, whatever, yeah. then I say Trump, then yep. I, I should say Trump. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll just okay. wait to talk about it until... That way, we don't talk about it until the person who has it ranked the highest gets a chance to say something. All right. Um, is basically the reasoning behind that. Um, I'll kick us off at number five. Uh, I'm going with uh, uh, Nicola Coster-Waldo as Jamie Lannister. Oh, interesting. Um, I would not have said that uh, the first season, maybe even the first couple seasons. Uh, but he has shown such an ability to subtly change that character um, that I've really enjoyed that performance. So that would be my number five. Cool. Andrew, why don't you go next? I'm going to go Michelle Fairley as Catelyn Stark. Oh, yeah. That's a good choice. That's I a mean, really good choice. For the limited you know, seasons that she was there, she was chewing up scenery. You know, and just Her performance alone during the Red Wedding is just haunting. Yeah. Really good as a, a damaged wife. Mm-hmm. Who's been through way too much? Yeah, great choice. What do you got at number five, Chris? My guess is mine is going to get trumped. <laughs> Liam Cunningham, Sir Davos. Uh, I'm not going to trump it. I had it in my honorable mentions. Honorable but... mentioned. He's number six. Yeah, that's a All great right. performance. He's so good. Well, and especially just think about this one. I'm not even sure he says anything in this episode, um, but it's all through his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, when he goes up and she goes, you don't have to, you know, Melisandre says, you don't have to execute me. I'm going to be dead by the end of the day, the night anyway. Uh, and he just kind of like looks at her like, I really, really want to kill you and you should be punished. <laughs> but for some reason, I believe you and I'm not going to worry about it just now. And then, then his, his look as she goes out and, and, you know, sort of just, you know, I've, I've, you know, I don't know if you would say given up or whatever, but she's she's done. He just kind of looks at it and like, yep, yeah, this is this is justice. But, you know, he's also got some con- sort of conflict you can read into him. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way he he sort of uh, that those scenes are great. And then and there, there's a reason why Andrew likes Sir Davos. So much. Yep. The, the guy behind it is doing incredible work. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. True. Totally. All right, our number fours. I'll kick it off. Uh, I'm going with Diana Rigg, uh, who pl- oh yeah, who plays uh, Olena Terrell. That's um, actually Tyrell. a really good pick. She's so great. I love her so much. Like her delivery, her line deliveries are some of the best in the show. 
Um, yeah. Even just the way she says, "I want, I want Cersei to know it was me." You know that whole thing. I, I just, I, I've really, I really enjoyed when she was on the show. Well, it's because she owned whatever scene she was in. Yeah, it could be a scene with the most famous people, you know, in the show. If she was in that scene, it was her scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think she was great. Who do you got at number four, Andrew? Jack Gleason has Joffrey. Oh. oh. You know yeah. what? You got to appreciate somebody who can make you hate them that much. You know, you talk about chewing scenery and kind of I, that's how I've always ta- taken that performance in, in like the, the negative connotation of that, where it's just like a little over the top for me. But you're not wrong. It does take a gift to be able to be that, you know, disliked and hated and evil. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, good choice. Who do you got at number four, Chris? I have Ian Glenn, Jorah Mormont. Nice. Good choice. I love that we, we have... Six different people at five and four, and none of us have them above that. That's great, uh, Jora. Uh, yeah, that's a it's an understated performance, but it's a good performance. It's hard to do this. I, I a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to play a character like Jora Mormont. He's not the showy one. He's not going to get the girl. Um, all of his performance is 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 you know. Uh, He's got a he he wants to protect Daenerys. He loves Daenerys. He wants to do what's right. All that. I mean, it's a it's a it's a hard performance to pull off. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, we're on to our top three. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably have some crossover in these. I'm guessing. Yeah. This is another one I would not have said the first several seasons. Uh, the first, well, let's say the first two seasons. I don't even know if I would have said it before I started rewatching um the series. But on second watch, I have really fallen in love with Sophie Turner's performance as Sansa. Mm, mm. Um, she has some moments in this show where she's asked to do some very traumatic acting. Uh, yeah. And the, the one scene that sticks out to me when talking about her performance is uh, is not one of those traumatic points. But it's definitely, a, 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 I think, a high level of difficulty. There's a moment in the, uh, oh, what's the, what's the, the castle that has the moon door? That was, um, oh, was, that's, uh, I can't remember what the castle is called, Yeah, but there's a moment in there where she's with Littlefinger and uh, Littlefinger is caught in a lie of some sort about her and she comes in and saves the day and oh, yeah. she is in this interesting position of playing, uh, damaged and tortured to the jury, so to speak, that she's speaking to, but also communicating to Littlefinger that she's saving his hide right now. And she does it so well. Like, she communicates both of those things in different moments so well. Um, she's got tears streaming down her face, and you believe her, and you know the jury believes her, and then yet she's kind of, you know, has a stare. To, I don't know. It's just, it's it was a knockout scene and was enough to make me start paying more attention to how great that performance is. So, mm-hmm. so I want to put that at number three. What do you got, Andrew? I was just going with the villains here. Uh, <laughs> forgive me if I'm I'm definitely going to mispronounce his name. Ewan Rion, uh, Ramsey Bolton. Oh, yeah. He's a Welsh actor, and that name is probably something that we've never heard. It's probably like, it's probably like Kevin or something like that. <laughs> like the, the guy who plays uh, Mr. Fantastic in the fan, the first two Fantastic uh-huh. Four movies, I th- it's like an Ian Gruffa or whatever. Yeah. It's it's. It, whatever it is, I never remember it because it's impossible. Yeah. And and I think that's the same with this guy. So, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Though. Um, On a different level than Joffrey, you definitely hate Ramsey. But I think that he's a little bit more believable in his psychoticness it's, than Ramsey yeah, he's is. he's so psychotic. 
than Joffrey was. Mm-hmm. And uh, Battle of the Bastards, I don't know if it's the best episode of the entire series or not, but it's a contender. And a lot of it just has to do with how much you hate this guy, but you can't stop watching him because you don't know what he's going to do. Well, and to be fair, he does give a little bit of subtlety to that performance, especially in scenes with his dad, with his dad, right? I mean, yeah. you know he's a, he's mm-hmm. a bastard, but yeah. like, yeah. So those scenes in particular, you see something else in Ramsey other than his psychosis. You actually see the seeds of his psychosis and... Um, yeah, I think that's that's definitely worth mentioning for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you got at number three, Chris? I have Lena Headey in my third will you, position. I will trump that. Um, okay, but we can go ahead and talk about it because it's my number two. It's since my I'm, number two as well. So. Well, so there we go. That's our yeah. next next three conversations. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think she's phenomenal as Cersei. Um, and right yep. and right from the get go, like she's one oh, yeah. right from the beginning. I'm just like, what? She's amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is one of the hardest uh, characters to nail down, and to the the real, I've I've seen I've seen moments of just black humor from her, and then just you know that seething that she does all the time, and then the especially in that episode Mother's Mercy where she is in the dungeon and she has to appeal to the High Septon. Uh, or the high sparrow mm-hmm. about uh, getting out of there. And she does everything. She, I mean, it's a performance that even if you know everything that you know about her, you're like, ah, yeah, maybe I should let her out. I don't know. You know, cause uh-huh. it's that good. Even though you know that what you, what the high sparrow yeah. doesn't know about her. Yeah. Um. So she's very good in that, and uh, yeah, she's ridiculously excellent. What's the is it, is the episode called Shame, or is it the same episode as Mother's Mercy? It's Mother's Mercy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that scene in particular, no, just that's some next level acting right there. By the way, as an aside, I think uh, last episode we were sort of wondering. Uh, what that what the deal was between Sansa and Theon uh, when they met, when they saw each other again? Yeah, yeah why it was hug. so intense? Yeah, and uh, the Mother's Mercy episode basically answers that. Yeah, because there was he he does save her, uh, and they jump out of the out of Winterfell together. Yeah, and, oh that's and right. And it was a scene that I forgot completely. Yeah, yeah, it's very Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Except they actually oh, yeah. make it to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spoilers, <laughs> Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So that brings us to your number two, Chris. We're all the way around to you again. Oh, okay. Um, Aiden Gillen. Yes. Oh, Littlefinger. Yeah, I had, Littlefinger. I had him as my number six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. The, he was the the show's best, like whatever you needed him to be, villain. Uh, for the longest time, and uh, and Aiden Gillen has been great for a long time. You know, he was in The Wire for a while, and he's made a pretty good. Uh, Forgot he was in The Wire. Know, yeah, he's made a good career out of being a character actor and everything. Uh, th- there, there's nobody uh, maybe other than Joffrey that you love to hate for the first six seasons. Yeah. So, uh, he's really, really good in that, and uh, maybe I have him a bit. A bit high, but uh, I, I really enjoyed every bit, every moment he was on screen. 
It is quite possible we all have the same number one. Probably. There's no way we don't have the same number one. <laughs> is it Peter Dinklage? It's Sean Bean. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's Peter yeah, Dinklage. It's Peter Dinklage. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's... I, and, and, and even levels above everybody we've talked about, some of the stuff he's doing is just... I, it's so nuanced, so beautiful. Um, I just... I believe everything he says. I think he's the only American on the show. Is that right? That can't be right. I think he is. Wow. I guess that could be right. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, is uh, Arya? Is she not American? No. Mi- um, nope. Macy? Macy uh, Williams? No. Nope. nope. Yeah. And Sophie's not American. Nope. Yeah. You might be right. I think he is. Because I think like I saw an interview. Well, that like, explains it then. Yeah. That's why he's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, exactly. Is he the only one that's won like uh, performances for the show? I'm not sure um, who yeah, all's won Emmys. Look that up real quick. Because I know he's won two Golden. I know Globes. Lena's been nominated for sure. Yeah, and the show was actually won a couple times, but I don't think right. like. Uh, but the acting, yeah, you're not sure. Unless um, you're counting like ensembles or anything like that. It won twelve Emmys in 2015. <laughs> um, so man, I would be surprised if there weren't some acting ones in that. Um, but yeah, we can. We can look it up while you're while you're looking that up. Yeah, I'll just, keep talking. Yeah, keep talking about Peter Dinklage and how amazing he is. <laughs> oh man, I mean, from his voice to his character, you see a lot of you know just talent that the guy brings to it because the range of going from this, I know I'm the smartest person in the room, womanizer, alcoholic, to this person who is really so late in life discovering who they were supposed to be. And the the scenes where he's, you know, confronting his father or begging for his life or you know anything, he's just he's. I think out of all the characters in the show, him and Jamie possibly have the biggest character like uh, arcs, like transitions yeah. of where they were to where they are now. So he has won three times, won three Emmys yeah. for that performance. I knew he won two um, or three, yeah. As, nobody else has won, uh, but plenty have been nominated. Lena's yeah. been nominated. Uh, Nikolai Coster-Waldo's been nominated. I think Waldo. Kirk has. Uh, em- Emily, em- Amelia Clark has been nominated. Macy Williams has been nominated, which I didn't realize. Uh, Kit Harrington has been nominated. That's what it is, Kit, not Kirk. Um, so, yeah, there's... there's a lot of nominations. Uh, I think Lena's been nominated more than once. Yeah, there she's at least twice. So I think um, I think that kind of covers the nominations. But he's the only one that's won, and he's done it three times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a reason so, the guy's so a good. Reason. Yeah. Talking about Kit, though, it's interesting because the first three or so seasons, I hated the guy. I thought he was just whiny and just pouty, mm-hmm. but like. Over, you know, like these last three seasons, he's really coming to somebody that you root for and you want mm-hmm. to see on the throne. Mm-hmm. And he's still reluctant. He's a reluctant leader. He has mm-hmm. been all along. He's just now in the last, since he found out about he, him being Aegon, yeah. is really the first moments we're starting to see him, you know, maybe embrace the idea that he's meant to be a leader. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a fascinating performance. Well, it's hard not to think that whenever you're, surviving so many unsurvivable you know tragedies and then to find out that you're actually the heir to the throne you there's no way you can't start to believe in fate and destiny you're like okay this is it has to be meant for me there's no other reason why i should have survived all this um i'm gonna throw out some honorable mentions you guys can too um if you want to uh christopher uh hive jew uh is tormund 
Uh, I think it was a fun performance. Uh, Sabelle Kakili played Shay. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. And I thought she was great. Um, some of the perform, some of those scenes in the performance she did, I thought were really good. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie uh, mm-hmm. as oh, Brienne, yeah. I think it was a really great performance. Uh, Rose Leslie as Ygritte. Yeah. Uh, uh, is that yeah? Agree. No, nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah, I, I, I look. Maybe it's just the accent. Maybe I just fell in love with the accent. Yeah, <laughs> but it is I've a good performance. I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't a fan of that character. Oh, I loved her so much. Yeah, I mean, in, as as a character and as an as an actress and a performance. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Those in uh, Charles Dance is Tywin. I think. See, is I was going oh, yeah. well. sure. He was going to be my first honorable mention, and then actually Sean Bean, even though he's only in season one, mm-hmm. he, there he was so good. Yeah, he really wanted him not to get his head cut off. <laughs> yeah, and it's his true. and his sort of his spirit sort of lived on throughout the entire series, didn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. so there was a way they kept on sort of making him alive, keep him alive, quote unquote, by referring back to him many times and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. And honestly, this show has been very fortunate. I don't know that there's very many stinkers in this cast in the entirety of its run there's been a lot of great i mean you think of like um uh Maisie and all the other like all the main oh, yeah. cast they're all doing great work yeah. um so yeah i'm gonna throw stuff. i'm gonna throw out a name that i think is actually an underrated part of the show mark abbey is robert baratheon in the mm. first oh, season yeah. sure i mean yes he's because i just rewatched season one and the first time I watched it, it was a long time ago, obviously, and I just saw him as the drunkard king. But there are moments where you're like, ah, oh, you know, there's something more mm-hmm. going on there. Yeah. There's a scene when he's talking with Cersei about what's a higher number, five or one, and then he holds up five fingers and he says five, and then he holds up a fist, one, mm-hmm. and he was talking about one army that's united versus five, you know, cell sword armies, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's a reason why he's king. You know, he he's he's a war king. He's not, you know, a peaceful king, but he took that throne. He yeah. smashed that hammer all the way up to that iron throne. You know, we we didn't talk about. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to mispronounce his last name, but Tom Lasachiha, uh, maybe as uh, Yakinagar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a that's uh, a really Jake fun. And, yeah. yeah, that's a really fun, interesting performance. Nobody mentioned yeah. Jason Momoa. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> nobody did. I mean, he's he's a uh, you know he's an appealing movie star type of guy. You yeah, know, and, sure. it, and it's not he's a, it's not a horrible performance. There's nothing wrong with Cal no, Drogo. No, Cal Drogo's fine. Um, you know, I I even think about the fact that you've got um. You know, Bran and Arya specifically, who were just kids when they started this and not, you know, not a lot of kids necessarily make the transition from being a great child actor to being a great adult actor. And I think they've done fine. I think, you know, I, I don't even think of it that way, really, with this show. So I whoever, think that's a testament mm-hmm. to them. the casting agent for the show was on point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. No stinkers. Well, there you go. I think we did it, guys. Woo. Yeah. You know what? Our episode here was just as long as the episode itself. <laughs> I'm yep. looking at the time. Well, nicely done. That's all we had to do. Yeah. Just make it as long. <laughs> Thanks for Sifting the Thrones with us today. Sift the Thrones is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. If you want to for- find more great podcasts, you can do that at speak- spreaker.com slash studio DNA. 
You can also just search for Studio DNA One Word in your podcast player. You'll see all the different podcasts that we offer. Uh, thanks to producer Phil for putting the show together. We appreciate you. Thanks to LaRange for our theme music. We love it. Uh, thanks to our Sif Pop members at Patreon for helping to make this possible. You can see all the perks at patreon.com slash siftpop. Thanks to Andrew for joining us today. Thank you, buddy. Uh, you can find him at Flick Freaks all over the social medias. Uh, I am at Aaron Dicer if you want to look me up. Uh, and you can listen to us on the Sif Pop podcast or check out more fun pop culture stuff at SifPop.com. Thanks again to Chris Atkinson. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Who, uh, where would people find you? You're more, mostly hanging out on Facebook or where do you hang out? Um, yeah, I don't have a, uh, Jeremy runs all the Twitter stuff. Right. I, all I do is just look at Twitter. That's all I do. <laughs> Same. Um, I have a Twitter account, but I don't do anything to it. Yeah. Um, and, and there's not really a way to just directly, cause the Facebook is more about each episode we do the same right. cast, but if anybody wanted to just come out and reach out there, uh, it's the Sincast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. Uh, they can, uh, if they want to have some sort of unrelated uh, comment to the post that is posted, I'm fine with that. And of course, you can check out all the Sins Media uh, channels, TV Sins, uh, music you know, video. Cinema Sins, Music Video Sins, uh, all there for you to check out on YouTube. Uh, if you have any friends who love Game of Thrones, let them know about this podcast and that listening is easier than keeping Liana Mormont from the front lines. Uh, we will see you next time for episode four.